Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today for another interesting conversation with Rhonda and I, and we're excited about this. A few weeks ago, I uh, spoke a message on how to stop judging one another, which was an awesome topic, <laughs> LOL. Um, but, but honestly, there was something that came out of it as I was preparing and prepping for it. And it was a term that I've actually used since in my own life um, called radical ownership, because I feel like what Jesus taught us through the scriptures when it comes to judgment is that what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to take radical ownership for our side of the street, for our behavior, for our choices, our actions. And if we, if, and when we can take radical ownership of our stuff, then we can, you know, take the speck out of our brother's eye. And, you know, the illustration in the scriptures is, you know, don't go and try to take the log out of your brother's, the, the speck out of your brother's eye when you have a log in your eye. Understand the gravity of your own sin. Your, the gravity of your own sin is the size of a log. That's the gravity. And that should be the gravity that we, that we think about. And the sin in our brother's eye is that of a speck as it pertains to us, not as it pertains to God, but what do we do? We reverse that. And when we look at our brothers, we're like, wow, look at the logs, you know, size there of their sin, the log weight of their sin. And we think we're just walking around with a speck. So that's how we get it wrong. That's how we reverse it. But this term radical ownership just kind of came out of this. And I, and I started thinking about this. In fact, the other day I was going for a walk and I was doing a coaching session with myself <laughs> while I was on my walk and I was kind of complaining to God about something. I was just complaining about the way that something was and, you know, this person did this and like, you know, the obstacles that were in my way and uh, the challenges. And I felt this question come into my spirit, this coaching question, a great coaching question that I'm actually going to use in a coaching session <laughs> with people, but God used it on me first. But this question came, how could you take radical ownership of this situation right now? This question came and I was like, wow. And so I started to do that. I started to take radical ownership of my part in this situation that I was kind of complaining about and working out with God. And it was like, it was so transformational. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden I realized, wow, it actually wasn't what somebody else had done. It actually wasn't the issue I thought it was at all. I actually had a huge part to play and how it played out. And I was able to see that and I was able to take ownership of that. And it totally shifted the entire perspective of what I was processing and what I was praying through with the Lord. And so that's just an, one example of how powerful radical ownership could be in our lives. Laura, you know, even as you're sharing that story, I could think back, well, I mean, radical ownership is a beautiful word to use in how we face life, how we face our own spirituality, how we own our own sin, and we hate our own sin, and we hate those things inside of, and I say hate, because sin is 
we should hate sin, but I should hate my sin so much more than anyone else's because man, I got to own that. I can't change somebody, but I've got lots of logs to work through. But I think back to a situation I was in many years ago. Well, not many years ago, a situation I was in and similar to you, it was something I just was judging and I was frustrated and this person, how they were treating me and what I was feeling in the relationship. And I remember sitting down in the Holy Spirit. It wasn't the word radical ownership, but it was exactly that. It was like my part to play. The Lord shone a light on my part to play and showed my heart, like my actual judgy, critical, yucky heart towards this person and totally brought a, a time of repentance. And I had to fully own fully own my response, fully own my actions, fully own how I was maybe not externally treating this person. Yes, it was seeping into the external. Absolutely. But the internal position I was holding. And when I did that and I actually acknowledged it and acknowledged it to this person, it wasn't received in this amazing way. They actually, it was an opportunity for a lot to come out of how they felt and their frustration. And it was a very difficult moment to sit in, to be like, wow, you think that when you go before <laughs> God and you do you all this with work, such humility, you're like yeah. expecting this beautiful reconciliation, yeah, like to apologizing. Happen. And it just became this like, well, you've now opened this door a for dump me. fest, dump fest to let you know how I feel. And at that moment, nothing really happened that I walk away. I walked away and thought, wow, everything changed. But you know what changed me? I actually changed the circumstance didn't change overnight, but I changed and I started to see parts of this relationship that had more and more beauty to, I can say to this day right now that that relationship is a very significant part of my life and there's so much beauty, but you know what it took? Radical ownership. And did it happen overnight where change happened? No. And actually it looked like it was going to go the opposite way because everything just came to light and it was very difficult to sit in that that space but because god had actually started to change me and started to show i was more focused on how i was responding it actually made room for me to actually have years of building a place of reconciliation that looking back i don't even know how it happened i i know how it happened but i couldn't tell you a specific day that this circumstance this relationship changed no actually it was i changed and over time we have a completely different relationship. And that was about seven years ago. I would say if I would look at the timeline that slowly, slowly over time it rebuilt, but it took me having radical ownership and allowing God to do work in my life that made room for that. And then it allowed that person to kind of draw close. It didn't start like that, but over time it, it kind of moved that way. And so I want to say this topic is close to my heart because even when God does show me areas of judgment, I recognize that's where I go. It's a very easy place to go, to be critical, to be judgy, because I don't have to deal with my own stuff. I can actually just focus on somebody else. And how much easier is that than dealing my, with my own sin and my own yuck? So I think this is very personal to me because I've experienced it. And this is when... I was actually, you know, I've been following Jesus many years. I, here I am as feeling like I should know this. Oh, no. It just <laughs> was right there. So. Oh, uh, that's a great story. But that is hard. Yeah. yeah. That is really a hard space to sit in. You know, I'm thinking about, um, you know, our relationships with our husbands. So like marriage. 
And, you know, whenever you get into a conversation about your relationship, it's very hard to go in it with a radical ownership perspective. Like, especially if maybe the other person is bringing something up that's happening in the relationship. And then you're like, you know, this, this is how this plays out in my marriage. If I'm just really honest and I won't speak generally about it, but you know, Jay is more the initiator in our marriage to talk about the relationship. So he'll bring something up that maybe, you know, he's just, you know, concerned about or wanting to address something that's been happening or whatever. And immediately I feel blamed or attacked or, and I have a list of things I'm frustrated about. I just haven't brought them up yet. (laughs) So it's really hard in that moment, right? When you're sitting in that space with someone and somebody's like, Hey, this is what's going on. And this is how I'm feeling. And you're like, well, I have a lot of feelings too. And you know, (laughs) to like, just sit in that tension. This is not easy. I just want to say that straight up. So whether it's in marriage whether it's in parenting with your kids, like I feel like judgments just go off all day long about my kids all day long. Why do they do this? They're so messy. They're so this or so that. Like what anything and everything, like, I don't know what it is about being moms. I don't know. We're just constantly picking. And even when they do things right, we'll still sometimes point out, but then they didn't. do that you know mom look I cleaned the kitchen that's great but there's still a pot and you know you didn't dry the dishes and put them away and like uh, we just go right to so true it's our nature which is insane which is insane there's like this fleshly nature inside of us that just wants to judge everything and I like how you said I don't know if you caught this but Rhonda said we do this so that the focus comes off of us. It actually comes off of like what I need to take ownership of comes off of the reality of my own sin, the reality of my own lack before God. And I love that you pointed that out because it is really true, but there's something so beautiful about the story you shared, you know, in the humility of actually approaching a conversation from the perspective of radical ownership and approaching it because what happens is you created a place of safety in that relationship. Like you actually, and although all it did was open the floodgates of everything that you had done wrong and how you had hurt them, what you did was you created the the groundwork of safety in that relationship, which is so beautiful. And it does take incredible humility. It does, you know make us have to humble ourselves in the story. And it doesn't negate that there have probably been things that have been done to you Mm -hmm. as well. It doesn't Mm -hmm. negate that, but there will be time for all of that. And it's not necessarily in that moment. So I just love that you use that story as an example, because it really, really did begin to create a foundation, a groundwork for the future relationship that you desired to have Mm -hmm. with that person. But I do want to acknowledge something. You know, you didn't come to that place on your own. Like that was through a move of God in your life. And so we have to be bringing these relational challenges before the Lord and letting him do the work in us first before we approach those situations. Because the scriptures are very clear. Like don't go to your brother and talk to him about what's, you know, what he's doing or what he's done without first addressing 
what's really going on in your own life. And the problem with judgment is that we do this so rarely. So I think that is, is really, really, really good. It is really, it's so true how much even judgment and criticism is a part of our everyday life that we don't even know. Like I think of even just social media, I think of a social media, how much is negative? How much is negative? Think Who's of the comment section. So think of the comment oh section goodness. on anybody's post. What is yeah. it? It's my opinion on what you shared, right? Yeah. You name it from politics to whatever, whatever conversation you want to be. Someone's got an opinion of how they would do it better and what should be better. And yes, I'm, and we're saying it's not all one way. We're, we're not, I love that you said not negating that pain has been done or there's things that are not, that need to be addressed or accountability. That's not at, at all the conversation, but I think it's so easy to go to that first. Like, I want to address all of that. I want to point all of that out. I wanted to, I want everyone to be more like me, but actually, no, you don't because you're actually like everyone else. When we actually pull it all away, we all have the same bait of it. It feels so good. It feels so good to be in power because judgment brings a bit of power, doesn't it? It, it makes you feel powerful. It does. It does. When I can actually cast a judgment on you or critica- criticize something, I'm in power. And I think that's exactly what God is telling. He's the final judge. He's the one, the Holy Spirit. We can't even judge our own hearts. That he's saying like, take time with me. Let me deal with you first. If you're ever to bring accountability or a word or a correction, because that does have to happen. We're not saying that. I'm not saying that that doesn't have to happen. But where does those places start? It always have to be done in love. And we have to be dealt with radically first. Always. But man, it is an easy bait. And I I have to say power, having that place of power, having that place of wanting to be right, of feeling like we have some type of, I don't know, res- status over someone to be able to call things out just because we can. It's actually encouraged in our culture. And we do it all behind closed doors. In front of each other, we're terrible at being honest. But on our computer and on our screens and on our text messages or on whatever it may be, else. talking to someone else, gossiping about that person, so much easier. And it feels so good. It's so easy versus having the ability to say, okay, God, bring radical ownership to my life. I actually feel like that word, Lori, radical ownership is such a beautiful statement to actually say in every area of my life. I may have radical ownership in every area. Radical ownership as a parent, radical ownership as a friend, radical ownership as a daughter of God, radical ownership in every, may I really take that first and then be able to move from that place. I feel like that word, if I can really hold on to that, it's life, it's a life changing word. It really is. And it's such a beautiful posture to live from. Like whenever you hear someone who takes radical ownership for their stuff, it does right away cause you to be drawn to them Mm. like when they identify with like let's say you know you're talking to somebody who's struggling in parenting and you just come at that with a radical ownership to say oh I remember a time you know I remember when I really really failed I remember when I you know and you take radical ownership you start the conversation with examples of how you know you got it wrong how you thought you were helping your kids to, you know, grow into the people that, but you actually were just being hard on them and, mm-hmm. you know, all of, but coming alongside people and taking that ownership of how, whatever that conversation looks like has impacted you and where you 
have grown from that is such a beautiful landing place to have a conversation from. Talking about your own anxieties, talking about your own vulnerabilities, talking about your own fears. And it's a little bit of what we're trying to lean into in this podcast. Like as we have these conversations, it's not just like we're talking about a topic out here, but we're trying to relate this to how we're actually walking this out. And there is something so powerful about that, actually more powerful than just standing in the seat of judgment because when we are judgy and when everything that comes out of our mouth to other people is judgy what we act what actually happens is those people that we're talking to those people that are on the other side of hearing that they're afraid of us they're afraid of us Mm. we're not creating any safety in relationships we're not creating a space where people can actually be honest about what they're really feeling they're afraid Mm. they're afraid to be on the other side of that judgment and so this works for everything this works in our marriage relationships this works with our kids if we judge them nonstop, if we criticize them nonstop, they're afraid to be themselves in front of us. They can't actually be honest. They have to do what we think they should do and perform for us in order to get acceptance and approval. And this is what happens in all of our relationships. So judgment really is, I think, one of the most dangerous things that we see in relationships, in the church. But the other side that I'd love to talk about for a second as well is um, just if we're talking about radical ownership again, there's the other side of judgment of our responsibility in when we do feel judged because we can actually be controlled by this. We can actually not do the things we want to do, not step out in something, not Um, go for a dream, not do something that's healthy for us or good for us, not go to the gym, not go to church, not do these things for fear of judgment. And the, the fear of judgment might actually be based in reality. Maybe you were judged. Maybe you were actually judged by someone and it really hurt you. And so you're afraid to put yourself in that situation. But I really, really believe with all my heart, like we have to take radical ownership in that space too, to not let other people's judgment of us actually control what we do and what we don't do because man, man, why do we give them so much power? Why are we giving them that much power? We've got to do what we know is good for us, what is healthy for us, what is life giving for us and not fear judgment on the other side of that. Oh, that is so good. It really is true. Like it, when you were such talking, a robber. it is such a robber. And I was just thinking about, we've been called to the ministry of reconciliation and judgment has no part in that. And in the sense of like, yeah, there is accountability. And I think sometimes that's the this confusion is how do I bring correction or accountability and judgment? Isn't that judgment? You know, like how does that all work? And actually we're talking more once again about the posture of heart. It really comes back to the posture of heart and where that place comes from. Everything should be done out of love, but you cannot do something out of love if you first have not received the grace and love of God to deal with your own stuff. So if you're coming from a place where it's like, I am doing this to you or for you to help you, but you're not receiving the actual grace and the actual judgment, beautiful, perfect judgment of God to deal with your stuff. You actually can't do that well. And you'll never do it perfectly. That's not what it's about, but you won't even be able to do it well. And what happens is I really believe like it's almost like a bridge 
We're called to be a bridge. And in our world too, I think of how much judgment the church has had on the world has really burnt bridges for people to cross over to be able to even explore Christianity, explore what who is Jesus. And it's really burnt even the image of, I don't want anything to do with Christianity because if that's a Christian and that's God, I don't want anything to do with it. We are called to be a bridge. So when we live in such judgment, it literally prevents people from being able to feel like there's a safe place to cross over and be on a journey in discovery. Even in our relationships, how much judgment can come into, if I'm talking on the Christian level, when we're walking with people, I want you to be more like me. I want you right away to be, to see things the way I see things, to be like me, but we have no room for sanctification of a journey. Is truth, truth? Yes. But people are on a journey. But right away we judge. We judge one another of like, well, you should know better. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Versus Holy Spirit, what are you doing in our lives? How are you dealing with something that we may be looking on the outside, but you're dealing with a root cause of something. But I want them to change the external. So I'm judging the external, walking that out. And uh, I love the story that your of your husband, Pastor Jay, gave of Billy Kennedy. It's been such a profound story to me. And it was just about an external circumstance that a pastor was wanting to correct and was waiting for the right opportunity. And this person came and shared something that seems so small, almost crazy. You can share the story. Okay. Well, yeah. it was a story of uh, in the UK of a pastor who was really involved with human trafficking and set right all these victims and really had this heart to see people set free and live in freedom. And a gentleman who owned a strip club got radically saved and came. And so Billy, this pastor was waiting for this moment to really address that he should be selling the strip club. This was just like some of the people they were, they were working with were actually had come from the strip club and really wanted that strip club to be changed. And that guy to kind of close it down and be like, this is wrong. So he came and set up this meeting with this pastor and the pastor was like, this is perfect. He's going to probably come clean and say, I really feel like God wants me to do this. And so this gentleman comes in who owns the strip club with this pastor. And he says, you know, the, God's been really speaking to me. And so this pastor's thinking, this is amazing. This is exactly where this is going about God going to do, he's going to do exactly what I've been hoping. I'm going to be able to address him about this. And he said, I've been watering down the beer and the Holy Spirit's convicting me about it, that I shouldn't be doing that. Well, in that moment, you're thinking, what? Like that is not oh, the area. There's no way. Like you're so being convicted funny. about watering down beer. And I'm thinking you need to shut down the strip club. This you're safe. That's wrong. Well, over time, this gentleman ends up totally continuing to follow Jesus, loving Jesus, but he learned to hear from the voice of Holy Spirit from watering down beer to down the road, selling the strip club and talking to this pastor saying, how'd you address that at the very first meeting that we had, I would have walked away. So in that, he did come to a place of truth, but in that place, how easy it would have been for that pastor to have sat in that seat of judgment and literally burnt that bridge that there would have been no journey. And I say, how often have I done that knowingly and unknowingly, you know? And so I think this is a really powerful conversation, Laura, that we've been talking about of judgment of God. May I take radical ownership of my own sin, of my own perspective. And even when I'm meeting with somebody, is it my own judgment that's in the way that I just want to fix them? I want them to be more like me. I want their pace to be faster. I want them to grow faster in Jesus instead of really saying, God, help me to help them to hear from you and to walk alongside. 
And if I'm going to address something, first deal with anything in my own heart that it's really in sync with what you're doing, Holy Spirit. So I feel like that story has just been, I heard it years ago when Pastor Jay recently spoke about it. It just literally has been a story I often think about when I'm meeting with somebody, am I wanting them to be more like me in this conversation? Or am I listening to what the Holy Spirit is already doing and helping them to grow to be more like Jesus? And that's the goal. We that all need to be more goal. like Jesus. Yeah. No, that's a great example. A hard one though, right? You hear it and you're like, oh, what? That's crazy. But it's a great example for us because again, in our relationships, there's two people. There's two people happening. And you may get a word. You may really see something in somebody's life that needs to be addressed, but timing is huge. And are they actually ready to receive that word or are they going to hear that word as judgment? And I love how the scriptures say, do not put a stumbling block in the way of a brother or a sister. That is literally the encouragement around judgment. Don't judge let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put a stumbling block or an obstacle in your brother or your sister's way. So I think if that's the basis of us leaning into this space, along with radical ownership, you can see that our call as Christians is to approach these conversations with utter humility mm and restraint hmm. utter humility and restraint because we don't want to put a stumbling block in the way of our brother and sister and listen if i were to take radical ownership i've messed this up mm -hmm. i've done this wrong more than one time i've leaned into something with someone i saw it and you know what what i saw wasn't wrong it actually wasn't inaccurate or wrong but that person on the other side they weren't ready to hear that they they weren't ready and so they received that as judgment they heard that as judgment, that went in as judgment and it became a stumbling block in the relationship. It absolutely did. That's happened to me on more than one occasion. And so this is what the scriptures are teaching us. And this is the model that Jesus led with and wants us to lead with too. Most of the time what happens is even as we lean into this conversation and we're talking about radical ownership, our minds start to process, yeah, but when is it okay? But when can I? Because again, we have all this stuff inside of us that we think is we're entitled to share with the world, share with the people around us. When is it okay? We want to go right to the other side of when it is okay. And we see this in lots of teachings. Like even as I was doing research on this subject, there was less information and teachings on how not to judge. And there was a lot more information and teachings on how to judge, mm. how to rightly judge. Interestingly enough, yet Jesus told us not to judge again and again. And so it was just a fascinating, fascinating thing, even how our humanness has come right into the life of the church. And we want to learn how we can rightly judge. But again, we're not talking about, you know, accountability. We're not talking about, you know, the, the right order of things. Like let's say in a work environment, there's just work responsibilities, work expectations. We're talking about things like that. We're talking about literally like relational judgment and navigating this. But even in all of those relationships, Jesus is giving us the exact order and the way to lean into this space. Radical ownership, understand the weight of your own sin first, come into it with utter humility 
And probably I'm going to guess that's going to work out okay. Maybe mm. not, maybe not immediately, but eventually. Mm. But eventually, if we can maintain that perspective and that go into it with that heart and that attitude. So I think it's so beautiful. I think today we're, we're saying like radical ownership. We could say that in all areas of our life, radical ownership, radical ownership of your spirituality, radical ownership of your, um, your finances, radical ownership of how you deal with one another, that you look first at what you're doing. And I think even in my, yeah, my marriage, my kids, that it's easy to point to Jay. It's easy to point to my girls instead of saying, where am I doing these things? Can we still have an open conversation and see things differently? Absolutely. But if I'm always at the seat of you need to change, this is what I don't like versus guys, I recognize I'm doing this and I need to own this. I need to own this. And I don't know how, I don't know how, can you help me? Even that humility, you may not have the answer. Just won't even say that. You might be like, I don't know how to do this. And I want to even say like, you might even come in this place and not see change. But I'm telling you, I think like you said, if you continue to do that, it will work out okay. You will be in a much better place than if you choose the other side. Like honestly, if you want to choose judgment, it's it's going to reap a lot of pain, a lot of drama, a lot of pain, a lot of hardship. If you and choose lack of intimacy, a lack of intimacy, you will yep. not be close to people. No, like genuinely, you won't That's have it. genuine relationships with people. Yeah, people won't trust you. There will be no trust. You will break trust. And if you choose the other way, you won't do it perfect but you will actually over time see such fruitfulness in life. And I think that's once again, the scripture Jesus has come to give us life and to give it abundantly. I love that. It's a, a beautiful word. It's abundance. And this is part of abundance. This is meant to protect us. This is meant to help us to live abundantly. And so I just want to encourage you as you're listening today, radical ownership. Where is God asking you? What relationship? Ask the Holy Spirit. Is there a relationship I need to take radical ownership in right now or an attitude or a perspective? Perhaps you've been frustrated about something and you've been taken out on God. You've just been mad. Take radical ownership that you're just not handling your disappointment well and get over it. Put your big, big girl or big boy pants on and say, okay, I'm going to learn from this and accept a no and just own it and just own it. Give, I always say, I give myself 24 hours to be sad about something. I got to lean into that. I have to actually say that because I don't even own sometimes radical own of my emotions. Mm. I can even suppress that. Okay. I've learned to say, I'm going to give myself 24 hours to be sad about something. Even if I'm just sad to say, I'm just sad. I just got to be sad. Okay. And then I got to be able to say, okay, it's time to take radical ownership of why am I sad? Where is that place going spiritually? Am I not trusting God? Am I just disappointed? I feel like God's withholding something. What is it? If I feel like, Am I jealous about something else? Like someone else has it. I don't have it. Is that starting to seep in there? I got to then take radical ownership of where that sadness is going. It's not the sadness. It's okay. But where is it going? I got to radically own that. So I think judgment is one that we're addressing today because I think it's one that we can let slip so easily because it actually feels so good and we feel so justified in it. And it actually, oftentimes the judgment that we're seeing, there is some truth to it. <laughs> that's uh, the thing yeah. like we may be that's very judgment so easy. Of, yeah of trudeau or like our government we might be okay yeah there's things that we're seeing that are true but actually where am i owning where that's going am i becoming an angry person am i praying for and my what's government that doing for my, what's that doing to my heart that's right what's that doing to my spirit like exactly. what is that doing inside of me what is that at work doing exactly am i praying then or am i allowing it just to be this 
just this festering of just how I feel about things versus am I taking this to prayer? Am I praying to those things? Where am I owning where these things are going? And so I think this was a powerful conversation. And I have to say that message was profound. So if you go to lifecenter.org, you can catch Lori's uh, message in July 2023. It's incredible on judgment because I think that radical ownership, you can watch the whole message there. It's really profound because I think this is what God wants to do is to help us have radical ownership in every area, but starting with judgment because it's a very easy one to just seep in there and it's very destructive. I love it. Rhonda, I think you just gave us all a good slap in the best way, (laughs) in the best way. And I love it. I love it. We need that. Do, do, do. Put your big girl pants on, put your big boy pants on and let's deal with it and take ownership of what it is that we're walking out and let's see what God wants to do in that space. I love it. So good. We hope you have an amazing, amazing day. We hope this was an encouragement and challenging. I feel challenged. I feel challenged in a good way. I feel, I feel it. It's good. All right. We love you. Bye.